Hello and you're welcome to the Backdoor Football Show. Another bumper again of football action. And I suppose probably the most interesting county this weekend because all four so even um, is Mayo, Kevin. And the clash of Bravey and Westport, it's a surprise really it's not being televised on RT or anything because this game, going by the group game, it's it's going to be another classic. Yeah, exactly. I think... Um even if you just look at the, the quality of players on show, like it's going to be, it's going to be a huge game. Um, you know, Bravey obviously with the O'Shea's, you know, had a really good win last weekend, and I think the firepower they have up front. You know, even Conor O'Shea, who hasn't been on the Mayo panel in recent years, like he kicked some unbelievable scores last weekend. Um, and like Westport are, you know, really a coming team. Like they, I seen them play in the All Ireland Intermediate Final a few years ago, and James Horn took over then a couple of years ago, and then obviously ended up taking a Mayo job, but. You know, he wouldn't have taken that job if he didn't see a lot of potential in that team. Um, you know, Lee Keegan, a huge presence um, on the half-back end. But then guys like Colin Moran, I think, up front, really good scorers. Um, and as you said, like a really really good group game between them as well earlier on in the year. So, um, yeah, I think this is going to be an exciting game. I would probably think Bravey are, you know, the favourites at this stage in the Mayo Championship, particularly after Bannon got knocked out. But, you know, it's on the day. Um, and, yeah, anything could happen really, but you kind of have to take Bravey, I think, for this one. Yeah, like, even some of the matchups, like, you'd have you so excited for the game, more than likely, you'd think Lee Higgin is probably going to go back on Aiden O'Shea, because Aiden O'Shea really seems to be causing havoc with the new rules. Then maybe, possibly, you're looking, it's hard, maybe Ben Doyle on Conor O'Shea. Um, I suppose Phil McDonough, Michael Hall might pick him up, or even Jamie O'Shea. But in saying that, the one thing with Westport this year is they do have a spread of scores. They have won the group game. And even Kevin Keane at the edge of the square, he's been causing a lot of damage for Westport in the championship so far. Yeah, I think the O'Shea and Keegan one is probably the standout. Um, I'm not sure if they marked one another. I'm pretty sure they did in the group game. There's some good photos of the two of them. You know, Keegan, um, there's only one way he can play, really. That sort of physical physical style, you know, in your face. And... Um, they obviously know each other so well from, from battling for years with Mayo, but I think um, that, yeah, I was going to say that, that battle alone would be worth the entrance fee, but you know, there's going to be no fans of the game, but I think certainly, you know, whoever edges that game, like Keegan, you know, we, we've seen him over the years take down guys a lot bigger than him, like he's marked the likes of Dear McConley and Michael Murphy, who might be a bit, you know, a good bit taller than him, um, but physically, you know, he's well able to match up, so I think that matchup in particular, like, is really exciting, um, and, you know, O'Shea has been scoring going well for Brafie this year and he sort of plays in the forward line and comes out to midfield a bit as well so it'll be really interesting and the whole game could probably hinge on that matchup to be honest. Absolutely and then I suppose looking at the other um, semi-final Knockmore and Balnad they played in the group game as 1-10 Balnad 12 points Knockmore Knockmore probably pulled off the shock of the Mayo Championship beating county champions Ballantubber last weekend, Kevin McLaughlin, uh, very central for them at centre-back, and Darren McHale impressed on the last day with two goals, but going by poor O'Hara's comments, uh, according to him, Balna won't be bet this year. Even Balna, they have a lot of inter-county experience, Jared Caffrey, David Clarence, poor O'Hara, Evan Regan, uh, Kieran Tracy, and Mikey Murray, who played a bit, so like that's six uh, Mayo County players alone, saying that not more do play a bit of a defensive game plan and it'll give Balna a bit of confidence that they're able to break it down and I think they were down to 14 men in the group stages as well and they didn't really concede uh, with a sin bin. Um, it's, it's another close one to call but for me anyways I just feel 
Balnaz probably more spread of scores and it's hard to know will not more be able to get back down to earth after such a huge victory last weekend. Yeah, that's the thing. There's always a danger after, you know, you knock out the county champions that you might take your eye off the ball a little bit coming into a semi-final. Um, but like Balna, you know, last season they got to the semi-finals and I think that showed a lot of good progress from their end and this season they'll be looking to push on again. Um, so yeah, it'll be a good game. Like as you said, not more probably a more defensive style um, and the likes of Kevin McLaughlin pulling the strings in midfield. They are a good team to watch as well. Like They can move the ball through the hands quick and they're well able to kick their scores as well, um, You know, particularly from long distance. Um, so yeah, like I would probably edge towards Balna in this game, and you know potentially a Balna Bracey county final would be you know would be really good to watch. Absolutely, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how the Mayo semi-finals get on um, this weekend. Now, um, I suppose moving closer to Mayo Ross Common and um, Boyle coming up against Bridget and. Bridges probably weren't expected to beat Michael Glavies with all the talent Michael Glavies have, but it was a surprise package, especially with Bridges now having lost to two Kilbride, Ian and Senan. But like, it's such a boost for Boyle having their county players back. Um, the two Smiths like Donny and Enda and Danny Troy and Young Kim McKeown has been featuring for us common. Um, Bridges will probably be underdogs going into this one again, but it'll probably suit them. Um, Brian Derwin and Brian Stackham-Rome will stack the main men for them. Um, it's, it's hard to know which way this one will go, but like Boyle having them three campers alone with club for a county, it's huge in like. Yeah, I think, I don't know if I'd necessarily say Bridges to be underdogs. Um, like they still, you know, a lot of the role of the guards, you mentioned Nickel Bryce has moved on, but they still have like likes of Ronan Stack and Peter Duncan with experience and they have a lot of really good underage players coming through the last few years like they've dominated underage ranks um, so they have a lot of talent a lot of guys playing you know under 20 football or Roscommon and stuff um, you know obviously they haven't won it since, since 2017 but um, I'd probably tip them for this game if, if I had to choose one but yeah it's, it's, it's a tough one to call and as you said you know Boyle have a lot of county experience there um, so yeah, this will be an interesting one. And then, you know, the other semi-final, Clan and, and Pierce's, um, is probably, you know, I think the favourites will probably come from that one. You know, Clan Gale maybe at the moment <clears throat> um, won, won the title two years ago and Pierce's are obviously the holders. And it pits Lee McHale, or sorry, Lee Kearns against um, Pat Lanigan on the sideline as well. So probably a really intriguing sideline battle there. And that game will be on, live on TG Carter on Sunday. So people will be able to tune in and watch that one. Yeah, and like even I suppose looking at the other game, um, it's there's some huge talent like Clonagale. You're looking at Kieran Lennon, Alton Haney, and the two Shines, Cahill and Donny, and then Pierce's. I suppose you're looking when you're associated with Pierce's, you're always associated with the Dailies, Rowan, Connor, and Niall, and Paul Carey and Hubert Darcy. Like this, this game has real potential to be a shootout. But I suppose with Pierce's dropping when they do drop numbers back, it's really, will Clonagale be able to break it down? Because we all know how aggressive the dailies are in the tackle. Like, and that's why it's so hard to break Pierce's down. Yeah, I think the way I actually played a game against Clonagale earlier this year in a challenge match, and they're a really big physical team, um, Donny Shine in full forward, and they like to go direct into him. They sort of work the ball to the wings and you know put diagonal balls into the full forward line. So um, Pierce's will probably drop bodies back and try and try and crowd out that area in front of the D but um, you know Clan they're playing good football I think under Liam Kearns this year and you know they have a lot of experience there um, even Cottage Shine in midfield and 
you know, Ulton Hardy is playing a bit of centre back this year and he's just a really good physical player. So, um, yeah, this will be a really interesting game. I think, you know, plenty of experience on the pitch. And as I said, you know, whoever comes out with this game will definitely fancy their chances um, in the county final. Yeah, I suppose moving on then to the double header on RT on Saturday, um, Trillick coming up against Cole Island. Um, Trillick, obviously, uh, Rory, Lee Brennan, Matthew Donnelly, Richie Donnelly. Lee Brennan just seems to be one of these players. He's not on a county team and he just seems to light up the championship every year. Um, Cole Island coming into the semi final year, and I suppose the one positive Cole Island can probably take is they probably look and say, do we have someone to shut down Lee Brennan? And Matty Donnelly up front, and they probably will fancy their chances in Michael McKeon and Poor Campsey both picking them up. And then young Tiernan Quinn up front is he's a really exciting player for Cole Island. Yeah, yeah, as you said, defensively, they probably fancy their chances of matching up well against Trillick. Um, you know, Trillick needed penalty shows the last day, a really, really exciting victory for them, I think. Um, and you know, considering they're, they lost in the Ulster Club Championship last season on penalty, so it was probably. Um, you know, exercise a few demons for them to, to actually win that game. But yeah, like I think Lee Brennan, he's probably unfortunate, you know, in terms of Tyrone because the style of football Tyrone play and and Mickey Hart, you know, um, he was he was set really on on Cotton McShane or, or Mark Bradley in full forward line, and I think Brennan probably found it very frustrating. You know, he didn't get a look in, um, and if Tyrone maybe played a more expansive style, you would imagine that you know it would really suit Brennan to have him in that forward line, um, and he continues to put big scores. Um, you know, for for Trillick and just looks like a really classy player. Um, so looking forward to, to watching him again live. And for this one, you know, you, you kind of have to go with Trillick really. Um, it would be a big upset, I think, if Cole Allen were to do it. But you know, wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility. Either. Yeah, and I suppose the one big thing here with Trillick, I suppose they fancy their chances if they can get back into a final. But like Tyrone. The Tyrone Senior Football Championship is, is probably one of the most competitive, really. Like, no clubs on back to back, I think, since early enough in the 2000s. And I suppose it's hard to know will extra time catch up here with Trillick because that game against Killy Clare was just such end to end stuff. Like, and it's bound to take it out of the legs. Um, but it's like they're coming up against a fairly impressive Goal Island team. And like, it shows how competitive the Tyrone Championship is. Like, because when you, even like I was looking at today the year, almost St. Enders had some team, like the amount of county players they had, and they couldn't even reach the quarterfinal. Yeah, I think it's a good point on the on the fatigue. Like, everyone coming back in this year, playing with uh, club football and hurling, you know, after the whole summer off, I think injuries were such a big factor, and, and people, you know, the body's just not used to playing at that intensity. So then, you know, when things get ramped up then in championship, um, like you see around the country, there's so many players carrying injuries and niggles and stuff, and... Yeah, just being able to like recovery is so so key now these days. But um, yeah, I think like just getting the, getting the recovery in in between the last game and this game would be key for Trillick, you know. But I think sports science now is at a level even at the club game that most teams w- will be on top of that. Um, but you don't know who's carrying knocks and injuries into these games, you know. Absolutely, and then the um, other semi final, Dungannon coming up against Ergil Kieran. Um, Dungannon have had had a lot of underage success. Um, only really Pork McNulty from the Tyrone team. Then Ergil Kieran um, have Niall Kelly, Ben McDonald, and Peter Hart. But like such a blow for Ergil Kieran to to lose Derek Hanavan to a broken wrist. Like because he was he was shooting out the lights really, and people were tipping him to go on to the Tyrone team. But 
really it's it's going to be so hard for him now to break into the Tyrone team, especially suffered an injury like that as well. Yeah, huge loss. I think um, he's probably in a race against time now to make it for the Tyrone in the twenties. The Iron semi final they have coming up. Um, I think it's September, maybe middle of, middle of this month or maybe next month. Um, could be next month actually. Sorry, October when when they play that. But yeah, such an exciting player, and I think um, you know he's still so young, and there's been like so much pressure on him because of who he is, who his father is, and then you know the scores he's been putting up at underage level. Um, but Argy Kieran still you know a good side like Peter Hart and that team and. You know, Dungannon, I think it's been 1956 since they last won a Tyrone title. So, you know, um, they're up against, I suppose, at this level. And Ergen Kieran, it, it was 2012, so, you know, eight years ago. But they still probably have a few guys there with some experience. Um, and, you know, you probably would tip them to win this game. And again, whoever comes through, I would say it'll be underdogs going into the final. Yeah, it's, it's probably looking like a repeat of last year's final, I suppose. It's kind of a banana skin, really, for Ergil Kieran to get over this. Like, they're favourites going into this, and they've just been there, thereabouts. As he said, they can't get, couldn't get over the line since 2012, and they really feel they underperformed last year against the Trilly. It's probably right, they only scoring a goal late on, but like, heavy favourites going into this now. They, they probably just need to hit the ground running because I suppose, as you said, Dungannon haven't been there since 1956, and the longer you keep Dungannon in the game, it's going to be harder to put them away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, you know, I think Argy Kieran probably the quality they have to be looking at getting over the line this season. You know, in Tyrone, as you said before, like it's, it's such a competitive championship, probably one of the most competitive if you look around the country in terms of the amount of different sides that you know could potentially win it. Like even Killy Clotter, who were beaten by Trillick. Um, in the last round, like you look at the quality they have in their team as well, and they probably would really have fancied their chances at the start of the season of, of winning the Huron Championship. So, you know, I think just on Trillick again, I mean, they obviously, you know, there's no provincial championships, and I think they would probably feel that they, you know, underachieved last season in Ulster. So, you know, they don't have that, but, um, you know, I was saying last week again, if you win a county title, I think any team would be happy with that, particularly in Tyrone. Absolutely. And moving on to the Donegal Senior Football Championships, um, Glenty's coming up against Glenfin, and Glenfin only up from intermediate. Can only really see one win here. Um, the Glenty's obviously having a terrific year last year, three replays with Guido finally getting over the line, just coming up short in the Ulster final. But uh, Leo McLuhan and Kieran Thompson, and even Malloy used to play there with Donegal, they have a very impressive team and they're a well-drilled side and I can't really see any other result but the Glenties coming out on top this weekend. Yeah, they're playing at home as well. Um, as you said, reigning champions, it's hard to see past them. Um, I think Glen Finn has probably been the surprise package in Donegal this season, you know, and there's no pressure on him really going into this game. Um, but, yeah, like Glenties, we saw them last year, you know, they're probably a defensive team and, and sit back and like play on the counter-attack. So, It'll be interesting, you know, when you're when you're such big favourites and you play that defensive style. Um, it might be a little bit counterproductive, but you can't really see past plenty here. I think it'd be a major, major upset if they were to lose this game. And like you'd fancy them, I would think, you know, get to the final potentially depending on who they get in the semi final. I think Guido and Kakar obviously up there as well, but plenty is definitely one of the strongest side left in that competition. And I suppose if there's going to be an upset in one Donegal quarter-final this weekend, it'll probably have to be between St. Jean's and Bundor. And um, St. Jean's looking very impressive against Kilcare there a few weeks ago uh, on the television. Probably with their missed chances, but um, 
Like you're looking at their defence, Conor Morrison, Caelan Ward, and then you have Conor O'Donnell and Niall O'Donnell, who like looks a really exciting player. But I suppose Bundoran will always have a chance with the two Brennans, Paul and Jamie on the side, but especially Jamie. Like early on in the championship last year, he's probably one of the players player of the season really and he did pick up player of the month I think one month last year but like his eye for goal is just unreal like and I suppose they'll always have a chance when they go out but they're still up against unions because unions have had a lot of underage success as well. Yeah I think yeah, Lee Brennan it's a good point like he such an exciting player to watch and um, he's really become um or sorry Jamie Brennan he's just become such a key figure in that Donegal forward line um, and the pace he brings, like it's something different even to Paddy McBurty, what he has there. But yeah, I think um like Unions as well, they've such a really young forward line. Um you mentioned a few of the defenders there, but but up front they have a bit of pace and you know, you, you probably would fancy them, you know, to come through this game. Sean Patton and goals as well, his kickouts are, are unbelievable up there with the best in the country. So yeah, I think probably an upset on the cards here potentially, but I would fancy Unions to go through. Then Kilcare versus St Michael's and we're supposed to St. Michael's stated the championship very well, but in recent weeks probably haven't done what they wanted to do. Um, but like Kid Care is just that spine again. You're talking about impressive club teams, Ryan McHugh, Mark McHugh, Stephen McBurity, Paddy McBurity, and then you throw in Andrew McLean, who's kind of thereabouts with the Donegal side. Um, but like the rumour has it here for St. Michael's that Colin McFadden is in the form of his life and <laughs> like Bundor and again <laughs> you're always going to have a chance when you have a forward like that. Yeah it's hard to believe when McFadden like around 2012 you know when Donegal won the All-Ireland he was looking he was looking, he looked older you know and he, he's still on the go now eight years later like but um, he never really relied on pace so I think players like that who you know who never rely on pace they can sort of keep going a little bit later into their career because you know, McFadden, for all his, you know, brilliant ball striker and, you know, great in front of goals, but very intelligent player as well. You know, so you have a guy up there, he's going to have to be handled. Um, I think Michael Langan is a doubt for, for St. Michael's, which will be a big blow. Obviously, you know, inter-county experience there and a really good athlete around the field. But, um, but yeah, like Kilcar, it's been a couple of years now since they've won the county title and you mentioned the class players they have. Like some of the best players, Ryan McKee and Paddy McBurty, are right up there, I think, with, with any player in the country in terms of just what they can do with the ball and, and such good players to watch as well. So I think Kilcar will be, you know, they'll probably be disappointed the last few years that they haven't, you know, got back on top in Donegal. But, you know, this season, having the club versus four county, you would imagine it would suit them guys. They're not coming back in, drained from an inter-county campaign. Um, so, yeah, I think they could be, I actually, like, I fancy Kilcar and just go all the way this year if they can hit a bit of form. Yeah, then um, the final quarter-final in Donegal, Guidor versus Sean McCullough, um we do probably one of the sides in the All-Ireland semi-final the field they could have caught curve in that day. Kevin Cassidy at the edge of the square just seems to be revitalised in the last few years. And then Trina Warren McNeilish, Daryl Wheel, um, Warren McFaddy Ferry, Neil McGee, uh, Eamon McGee, just another very impressive side really. And they probably feel they feel disappointed with last year. They're coming up against Sean McCool, which they'd be expected to beat. Martin O'Reilly, the main man for them, but I think it's going to be a routine victory here, really, for Guidor. Yeah, like Guidor, you know, beaten after a replay last year. People might forget that, but, you know, they went so close and um, obviously Ulster Champions the season before that and a really exciting campaign, I think. I think people really enjoyed watching them, you know, and a lot of really big characters in their team as well. Um, you would expect them to, you know, just to click through the gears here and, and you know, 
to win this game relatively comfortably. Um, the other player worth looking out for for Sean McCool is Oshin Gallen, who I think he's still a teenager. He's probably eighteen, nineteen, and like a really, really exciting prospect in Donegal. Like probably since Paddy McBearty, maybe there hasn't been a forward like him come through with such excitement around him. Um, he's been there's been AFL clubs interested in him. I, I think he was down there last year for a trial, or maybe earlier this year. So you know, a really fast player, confident and. Um, a really good shooter with the ball as well so he's worth one worth looking out for but I think Guidor you know will have a plan for him and you would expect them to come through this game fairly comfortably Yeah and I suppose uh, looking towards the Down Senior Football Championship a clash between the legends this weekend Pete McGrath over Ross Trevor uh, Mickey Moore and over Kilku and then I suppose looking at the Down Championship as well I think it's Down Patrick um have been kind of holding up the championship. They had COVID cases, so it kind of held up the championship, and then they wanted to go back into it. And it, it's kind of holding up the championship at the minute. I think there's three quarterfinals being played this weekend, and then there's they're behind. Then um, you know, I think it's as far as round two. Yeah, and um, yeah, Kiku. You know, obviously they're the big name. Everybody knows they're the team who. It's hard to look past if you're looking for potential county champions. You know, we've seen what they did last year getting to the All Ireland final. Um, I'm Brockhart into extra time, which you know not many teams can say they've done over the past few years. Um, Mickey Moore's still there. Like up front, you know, you have the Johnson brothers and Connor Laverty, just quality forwards, and they they do play a defensive style. I think a lot of teams in down do, but you know, Kiku they can afford to play that style when they have guys up front. You know, such good quality like that who can get the scores. Um, another interesting one is Daryl Hanlon who. You know, a wing back. People might remember him playing with, with Down a couple of years ago, and he's had probably two years of just maybe a little bit more just terrible injuries. Um, he had a really bad back injury. I think he had a, a slip disc or something in his back, probably a bit worse than that, and then came back and tore his ACL and maybe his first training session back. So he missed the run to the All Ireland final last year, which you know you'd imagine was a a really difficult thing to to sit on the sideline and watch on. Um, but he 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 came on in a couple of games earlier this year and. You know, seems to be back in form, seems to be in good nick. And I'm not sure if the Intercounty Championship is going to come a bit too early for him in terms of his comeback this year. But um, but great to see him back. And, you know, a guy who's obviously gone through a lot, you know, mentally as well, dealing with those injuries. So it'd be great to see him progress, um, you know, and, and maybe win a county title with Kuku. Um, and Quella Mooney then, playing for Rastrovar, um had a really bad head injury. Or, you know, he was, he was involved in an incident earlier the year and, and ended up in hospital. And, he just came back this year as well um, in the past few weeks and, and made his comeback. So, you know, a few nice stories there, I guess, guys getting back on the field um, and two really talented players as well. So it'll be an interesting game. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose for Kiku to win, like they're going to have to stop Caelan Mooney's influence because I haven't seen much of Ross Trevor this year, but going by even Caelan Mooney for down, like he, he's going to be central for Ross Trevor. He's He's going to be the man setting up the counter-attacks, linking the play together. And I suppose if Kilkew can stop him, you would expect him to get over the line. Yeah, and the thing that jumps out from him is just pace. Like, he's absolute raw pace. He's, he's you know, he's tall, he's, he's physical, but he's lightning quick. And, you know, he, he obviously spent time in Australia as well. So any player they sign, you know, they're a good athlete. Um, and, yeah, a really exciting player. And, you know, you'd love to see him back in form because when he's at his best, you know, he was playing a bit in the half-back line, I think, in recent years for down, and he's so good to watch, you know. So um, you would hope that he gets the benefit of a good club campaign behind him and then brings that form into the Intercounty Championship later in the year. 
Um, moving then uh, to Ulster again, the Monaghan Senior Football Club Championship semi-finals. Guinness Skeen coming up against Bally Bay. Um, Ushi McConville has done an unbelievable job of doing a scheme. Like, and not many county players, but like he, he's they only have one county player, Andrew Woods, and like he's he's got a lot out of him. And uh, they're coming up against Bally Bay and probably a star-studded spine again. And Chrissy McGuinness playing really well. Desi Ward, Drew Riley, and Wine Wiley. But like, you wouldn't doubt Ushi McConville as well because the job he's done so far, like. To have in a skiing in the last four, but and before he came in, they weren't even in the top four in Monaghan. Like, yeah, I have to be honest, I wouldn't have heard much about in a skiing before Oshie McConville took over. Um, but yeah, he seems to have done a really good job. Like, he's had an interesting management career. He's obviously such a high-profile name, and a lot of guys, you know, of his status might jump straight into inter-county management. He obviously was with with Cross McGlenn for a few years, and then um, he was involved in, in the college. I think in Dundalk as well. But yeah, he seems to have done a really good job. Um, and then on the on the opposite side for Bally Bay, it's Paul Finley playing as well, who people will know from from Monaghan. Um, he retired in 2016, still on the go there. So he's wearing number 13 the last day. So I'm not sure what sort of role he plays. He probably comes out the field, you know, plays like an extra man in the middle third. But um, with Bally Bay, it's been 2012 their last victory. They were beaten in the final 2018 to Scotstown. So um, you would fancy them to win this game. But again, I don't really know much about in the scheme. Well, Oshie McConville obviously has them, has them well set up, you know, and they seem to be playing good football. So um, it'll be an interesting one we're looking out for, and it'll be a huge story if McConville could actually get them to the county final. Yeah, the other uh, semi final then, Karen McCross coming up against the Monaghan Kingpins, uh, Scottstown. Um, Scottstown, um, some, some very impressive players Conor McCarthy, Shane Heary, Kieran Hughes, Darren Hughes, uh, UCD senior footballer, Rhino Two, and Rory Began. Um, for them, Carrick McCross probably a bit like in a scheme coming under the radar here. People might remember Stephen O'Hanlon from a few years ago, um, the basketballer who scored a few goals against Dublin in the league. Um, but just Scottstown again, and especially Scottstown are probably that bit more delighted as well with Clon Tibbert being out of the championship. Yeah, and it was Carrick McCross who, who knocked them out. They scored two late goals to knock them out. So. Yeah, I think like Scottsdale were going for the five in a row last year and beaten in the final. You know, they're obviously they reached the Ulster final the year before that. So they're a side who were knocking on the door the past years. Like I remember chatting to Rory Bagan, um, probably last year at some stage following the Ulster final, and you know they really felt that they should be winning Ulster titles. You know that they are at that level. And again, you know there's no provincial championship this year, but it's a good opportunity for them um, to get back on top in 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 Monaghan. Um, and as you said, like the quality they have, the Hughes brothers as well, like such brilliant, brilliant athletes as well. So um yeah, you'd fancy you'd have to fancy Scottown Scottstown, I think, to go all the way from here. Um I think it would be a huge upset if Carton Cross were to get results from this game, but I think Scottstown are my money and winners anyway. And I suppose the amazing thing here, uh, the manager Carrick McCross, Matthew McLean and the former cabin manager used to be over Scottstown. That brings a bit of a special thing, I suppose, to because when he's over Scottstown, he will know a lot of them lads inside out, and the team hasn't changed that much since he was over them as well. So it's going to bring a. It could work for Kerry McCross as well, because he's going to know a lot about Scottstown. But I think the big thing in the club game is getting your matchups right, you know, and a lot of managers, when they come from outside counties, the difficult thing is that, you know, you don't actually know who matches up well against different guys. So, you know, Matty McGlean will have that. He'll know the Scottstown guys absolutely inside out. Um, 
so that definitely gives him a chance, you know. Uh, but I think yeah, Scotland definitely still big favourites to win that game. Absolutely, and then um, I suppose just looking at the Longford Senior Football Championship semi-finals, Longford Slashers against Father Man and Gales, and Mullinocta versus Colm Kill. Um, hard to see past Mullinocta winning it again, especially with uh, the boost of Keith Mackey. Yeah, like beating in the quarter-final last year, um, Leinster Champions the year before that, so, you know, sometimes when a team comes from nowhere to win a you know, huge provincial title like that, it can take them you know, they can just fall back a little bit to fall in here, but you'd imagine they'd be hugely determined to get back on top this season. Um, like, they, they were missing, I think James McGivney might have been suspended for one of the earlier games and David was injured, so they'd be hoping to be back at full strength. Um, but, like, they're really good. They're really good side. They're a good setup. They know what they're about. You know, a very physical team and still a huge amount of, of inter-county experience um, there. So, I think, um, yeah, you, you'd imagine, like, they'd be favourites here. Like, the big thing in Longford at the moment, it's a big story, I guess, the whole Kilolo, Kilolo suspension story that has been dragging on a little bit. And, you know, you have guys like um, Michael Quinn, you know, suggesting that he might not play inter-county football for, for Longford. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of dragging on. But I think in terms of club championship, Mullinocta would be, you know, you would fancy them to get back on top. They have so much experience and quality in their side. I suppose the big thing there is, like, Killaloe probably would have been one of the big challengers, especially with Michael Quinn like and it's probably a bit of a boost for Mullinocta as well because Killaloe you would expect would have been there thereabouts this year. Yeah, and like they were county champions last year, you know, so um to like to be playing a championship without, you know, the champions in it is probably strange in Longford as well, you know. So um I guess Mullinocta have a huge opportunity here and you know, if they were to fail to win the championship when the county champions, you know, were were put out for for disciplinary reasons or, you know, for, for boardroom issues, um, they'd be really disappointed. So, and, you know, I keep coming back to it, but, you know, no provincial championship for the likes of Mullinocta, if they were to win it, they would be really disappointed. But, you know, it's just the year that's in it, I guess. And then the Wicklow uh, semi-finals, Erkdo Geraldine's Ballymoney against Bolton Glass and Avondale against Teen Healy. Sligo semi-finals, Drumcliffe, Ross Point against Cooler Strand Hill and Tudor Strand against um, St. Mary's. But yes, some intriguing clashes um, this weekend. Um, but thanks a million for your time, Kevin O'Reilly. Right. Thank you.